Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. I was having a chat to some creative pals recently, and I brought up the topic of consistency. What I was referring to was the idea of committing to something of importance or value and sticking with it. And the conversation immediately turned to regular posting on socials, particularly Instagram. And that fascinated me for a couple of reasons. First of all, that the word consistency has become inextricably tied up with social content. As soon as I talk about consistency, that's what people think about. That we focus so much energy on our social feed as the number one marketing tool. And also that it has become such a burden. Someone used that word burden. They talked about being too busy with client work to be able to pay attention to socials or getting hung up on the visual and the need to get it perfect that it just takes too long so they end up not doing anything. So I started to reflect on that and think about well is it essential and is social media deserving of so much of our energy and where else could we put our consistent efforts to get what we want? Does it have to be that or can it be something else or can it also be something else? So in today's podcast, I want to talk about some of the processes and thinking that you can adopt to be more consistent in whatever you choose to be consistent in. But also, I think it's important to ask yourself why you want to be more consistent and what that means for you. So let's dive in and see if we can't get a fresh perspective maybe on consistency, along with some tips and some motivation to make it happen consistently. Showing up each week with four feed posts ticks the box of consistency. I often look at other people and go, wow, they just keep posting all the time. They've always got fresh content ideas. How do they do it? But doing that, and I'm not making a comment on them, it doesn't necessarily deliver on the ambition or the goal that you have. So before I talk about how you can be more consistent, I want us to take a moment and ask ourselves what the purpose of that consistency is. Is it just so you can say that you did it, that you were consistent? Is it because a coach or a guru said that you should be consistent? It's one of the buzzwords, right? Or does it in fact have a clear purpose? I'm not saying social media isn't a core or important part of business. It would be naive of me to say that. What I do want to say is there are other ways to be consistent and get results as a designer in business. So I've got a little confession Between the 1st of January, I went back and checked in my feed, between the 1st of January and the 16th of April, so almost four months, I posted on my feed twice. However, 
I was consistent in my stories, which I love to do. I stayed in touch with my network and my loyal referrers. And I created this podcast consistently. And I've had a steady stream of clients just like before. And I'm not saying that to go, oh, look at me, aren't I clever? (laughs) I'm saying that because I want you to know that it's not just about socials. Doing things consistently, including your socials, is great. You're amplifying the effects of your efforts. But it doesn't have to be that one thing, particularly if it's starting to feel like a burden, something you can't find time for, something you don't enjoy doing. Consistency is a business and a marketing strategy. It's not a rule of social media. And what I mean by that is you can choose the ways in which you will be consistent to support and grow your business and to invest in your marketing efforts in many different ways. It's not the rule of engagement of how you have to use social media. So like I said, whatever you're being consistent in, regardless of what it is, I think it needs to have a purpose. It needs to deliver on your business ambitions. It isn't just about ticking the boxes. And when it comes to the litmus test for whether or not your consistency aspirations are on purpose, for me, there are three things to reflect on. The first one is alignment. Does it support those ambitions? Is it aligned to your goals and your ambitions in your business? Or is it just something you like doing or it's outside of those in some way or you haven't really thought about whether it aligns or not? The second one is enhancement. Does it add value to your community, to your clients and your potential clients in some way? If they don't value it, then you have to ask yourself, what is the point in doing it? Could you be putting your energy somewhere else? And then the third thing is fulfillment. Does it feel good for you and play to your strengths? And I think when you commit to doing something consistently for your business, I'm talking about your business here, you can decide to consistently brush your teeth four times a day, that's a different thing. I'm talking about consistency in your business. When it comes to that, I think it has to deliver on alignment, enhancement and fulfillment in order to warrant your efforts on a continual, consistent basis. So if you're going through the motions for no reason other than just being consistent because someone told you you should be, then I want to encourage you to come back to yourself and ask yourself why you're doing that thing. Bashing away at beautifully crafted social posts of your work seems like the right thing to do as a designer, right? Of course it does. But if it takes up loads of time that you could be investing elsewhere to reach your audience, it doesn't show your audience what it's like to work with you, who you are, or the impact that you have. And side note, it probably connects more with your creative peers because they're the ones who can really appreciate the time and the effort that went into it. If it's short-lived, meaning you put all this effort in and it kind of sticks around for a couple of days and then it's gone, it's, you know, yesterday's news, and it becomes a burden that doesn't feel good, then it's a box-ticking exercise. It's not delivering on what you need it to do. I'm not saying that sharing your work isn't part of your repertoire as a creative 
but it might not be the most important thing. I'm just using this as an example. This, again, is about looking at what is feeling like a burden, looking at what's taking up lots of your time, but you still feel like you should be doing it consistently and asking yourself, is it the right thing? If it is the right thing and you're struggling with it, then there are some tips to come. But I think where we've got to start is that consistent thing that we want to do, is it the right thing? Now, on the flip side, thinking about those beautifully crafted social posts of your work, making that a case study that sits on your website so that it's searchable and it has longevity and then using it in your proposal document where you talk to the valuable business-based outcomes that you deliver and then being able to use that case study many times over to create different kinds of content really efficiently. So using it for testimonials, talking to the process to produce a reel, the before and after, talking about results specifically, learnings that you had from that particular project, all of that stuff that you've already articulated in that case study can be used in other ways. And then you're doing that regularly. That's on purpose because it's giving you results. That's a consistent output worth striving for. You're showcasing your value and impact in a deep, relevant and expandable way. So it has a purpose. That's the why for that consistent effort. When the why is clear, when you can see the purpose, as in this example, to showcase your value and your impact, it's the first and perhaps the the most important step towards being able to do it consistently. Because you know why you're doing it and you see results. It will also ensure that the thing or things you choose to be consistent with do what they're intended to do because you bend or shape them towards your aspirations. So this really is about understanding the purpose, the why behind this thing that you're choosing to consistently invest in doing. Is it aligned to your ambitions? Is it going to help you get to where you want to be, achieve your goals? Does it enhance your community in some way, add value to them? And is it fulfilling to you and does it play to your strengths? I.e. is it something sustainable that you can keep doing and see the value in doing? For me, one of my main consistent on purpose, if you like, things is this podcast. It aligns to my ambition of showcasing my knowledge and experience as a creative business owner in order to work with and support others on a similar journey to me. It enhances the knowledge, the know-how and hopefully the positive return that you, dear listener, can you tell I've been watching too much Bridgerton, (laughs) get from your business. And I get a sense of fulfillment from it because it's something I enjoy doing and it turns out it feels quite comfortable for me. And chatting into a mic about all things creative in business plays to my strengths. So the podcast is the triple threat. It's the trifecta. It does those things for me. It's something that it's worth me being consistent in. Now, of course, I can't just produce the podcast, you know, dust my hands off and walk away. I then have to support that in other ways. We're not talking about you just doing one thing and one thing only. You have to market your business in the usual way. But by creating the podcast, marketing becomes easy because, well, not easy, let's not go too far, but it supports my marketing because I've always got something to talk about. 
it generates content for me in lots of other ways. It enhances my network because I have guests on and I get to meet people. So it's not that it stands alone in isolation in a vacuum, but it's something that then has a knock-on effect and adds richness to my efforts in my business, particularly from a marketing perspective. So let's agree that the decision to be consistent needs to be purposeful, aka don't just default to continually trying to force yourself to post regularly if that isn't doing its job for you in the way that you need it to. If it's something that you wake up every morning dreading having to do and you start kicking yourself because you haven't posted now for a month, then maybe you can put that to one side. Maybe you can let go of that and look for something else more purposeful for you that you can be consistent with. Okay, enough about that. I think I've banged on about that quite enough. So now on to some tips and some tricks for actually being consistent. Because saying it is one thing and doing it is something entirely different. Maintaining consistency, like hats off to you as a business owner, it is hard. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's an easy thing by any stretch. But what you do have to try and do is create the foundations, the environment, the conditions, if you like, to support you to be consistent. If you make it hard for yourself, then you're much less likely to do it. So up front, full disclosure, I made myself a little list of seven things that when I reflected on my own activities and where I am most consistent, how I am able to be consistent in this podcast, for example, the things that support me most to do that. And they are keeping it simple, being realistic, self-management, accountability, self-identity, perspective and reward. Those are the seven things that for me support and amplify your consistency in your chosen consistent on purpose activity. So let's break those down a little bit more because I've thrown out some words there but I need to explain myself right. So keeping it simple like I said don't make it hard for yourself Choose one thing that is the most purposeful. I think the first thing that we maybe trip over on when it comes to consistency is we try and do lots of things consistently. Oh, well, I've got to do a podcast, I'm going to do a blog, and I want to send out a weekly email, and I'm going to do those four posts every week on Instagram, and I'm going to create reels. We try and be consistent with too many things before we've even set the habits and the foundations for being consistent and made that part of our day-to-day. And then we kick ourselves because we don't do all of those things. So if you've read the book Atomic Habits, you'll know what I'm talking about. Start with little steps and they will build up to bigger changes and bigger outcomes. So the first thing when it comes to keeping it simple is just choose the one thing that is the most purposeful. And then focus on and trust the process, not the outcome. So thinking, I must have written a huge pile of blogs in the next six months, or that you have to post daily, might be daunting. When you think about the end point, in some, sometimes that's good and that's helpful, but in some cases, when it's a mountain that you need to climb, it's a big task you want to complete, it can seem very daunting. So break it down. 
into simple, achievable steps. So I'll give you an example. If you want to write one blog a month, let's say, think about what can you do each week to achieve it? Week one, you do your content framework. You come up with your idea and you plan out what the main headings or topics of that blog will be. Weeks two and three, you write and edit. You might choose to write one week, edit the next week, or write half of it one week, write the other half the next week. Week four, you publish it and you create the assets to share it. So you've set aside a little chunk of time each week. You've got a process and a framework that you work through. And at the end of it, you've got that blog. And you do that the next month and the next month. And in six months time, you've got six blogs done. Happy days. Instead of focusing on having to have that output, thinking about that big end result that you need to get to, break it down into achievable steps. And think about how can you make it easier for yourself? Whatever your consistent on purpose thing is, how can you make that easier? So could you have templates or frameworks that you always use? Is there a system or a process for doing it? Like I said, you break it down and each month or each week you follow that process to get to the outcome. So for example, if you want to approach more podcasts for guest opportunities, have a pitch template or a document you can use and then just tailor part of it to the individual. So it's not you're starting from scratch. It seems like a big daunting task every time. You've already got the tools to make it an easier task. And don't tell yourself it's hard or it will feel hard. So check yourself when you start to become overwhelmed. So number one, keep it simple. Number two, so important, be realistic. So this overlaps a little bit with number one because this is the going, oh, I can do a blog, I can do a podcast. Yes, I'll do an email every week. Piling yourself up with stuff. Saying, yes, I can commit two days a week to this consistency when actually that's not realistic because you've got client work that you've got to do. We all have different skills, capacity, priorities. Just because you see someone else being consistent or appearing to be consistent and produce all this stuff, you don't know what's going on in the background. They might have a team of people helping them. They might well have a different business model to you, which means they can devote more time to it. You've got to work with what is possible and realistic for you. So be honest with yourself about what you can achieve. Achieving something, no matter how small, is better than nothing. So don't overstretch, don't overcommit. Again, it comes back to the atomic habits idea. Start with something achievable and small and build up your consistency muscle, let's say. But don't be too soft on yourself either. Don't be a wuss about it. Challenge yourself, make sure it's going to be something that comes back to that purposeful framework. Is it really going to deliver on alignment to your goals, enhancement of your audience and fulfillment for you. Choose something that's achievable for you and that fits with your skill set without needing to do six months of further study to get it done. If it sounds fundamentally unappealing to you, (laughs) if doing a podcast just seems like the last thing you'd want to do after boiling your head, then you're very unlikely to stick with it. So choose something that feels good to you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do hard things or try something new. Just don't knowingly set yourself up for failure. Like I said, build up that muscle 
over time, at your own pace. Do something, not nothing. The third thing is self-management. No amount of mindset willing yourself to do it will work on its own. You have to commit the time. You need to block out time, schedule it in whatever scheduling format you use, whether it's your daily list, you use a scheduling tool, you use a spreadsheet, I don't mind. But schedule it into your diary and you have to commit that time. Don't let it be the thing that shifts around. Don't let it be the thing that client work always comes in over the top of. It's the lowest on the priority. Just like you wouldn't move an important appointment or a commitment to a client, let yourself know, tell yourself that this is a commitment that can't be moved either. Now, I was reading an article a few days ago and this one sentence from that article really struck me and it said, do it even if you don't feel like it. So even when something is purposeful in all the ways that we've talked about, those three boxes that we want it to tick, it can still feel like a chore. All too often, we're told things shouldn't be hard. If you don't love it, then it's not a good fit for you. It's not aligned to you. I don't actually think that's true, if I'm honest. Things can be hard, but still be worth it and be rewarding. I sometimes have to give myself a shove to do the podcast each and every week, but it's always worth it. Even though I love doing it, even though it's in my wheelhouse, even though it contributes something to my audience, even though it's aligned to my goals, I know that it's right. But sometimes, you know, I just need to give myself a kick up the bum to do it. So things can be hard and still be worth it. Things can be hard and still be the right thing for your business. But I'll say it again because I love it. I think it's so important. Do it even if you don't feel like it. Some days you will get up and go, oh, I really don't want to write that blog today, but you have to push through it and make yourself do it. Unless you're like really sick or there's some really extenuating circumstances, of course. But if it's just because you don't feel like it, you've got to commit. Self-management is really important in consistency. And so is pre-planning. Don't fly by the seat of your pants. So don't set the time aside and then sit down and go, oh, that's my fingers tapping on my desk. What am I going to do? What thing will I do in this hour that I've got available to me? Know what you're doing each time you sit down to work on it, whatever it is. Have a plan. Because if you just show up on the day and you haven't got a goal, a purpose, a task list, an action chances are you will procrastinate. And finally, when it comes to self-management, don't leave it at the bottom of the list or do it in your most unproductive time slot. Give it priority. Give it some of your best time. If you work best in the morning, don't give it Friday afternoon. Choose one morning a week or one morning a month, whatever works for you. Coming back to that being realistic, what amount of time you can dedicate to it, Dedicate some good time, not some average time. Okay, the next thing when it comes to consistency, supporting your consistent endeavours, is accountability. I've got an accountability pal. We meet once a fortnight to check on how things are going. It's someone I trust, someone with no judgment, 
but also someone who isn't too emotionally invested in what I do, meaning they can keep a clear head where maybe I can't. And each fortnight we talk about what's gone before, what our challenges have been, but we also talk about what we want to do in the next fortnight. We challenge each other to work on something, to achieve something. And an accountability pal isn't about having someone with a big stick who is going to give you target time, which is what my kids get at school if they don't do their homework, or you know, who is going to frown on you if you haven't done it. It's also about having someone else who knows what you're committed to, because that then gives you a structure to keep it top of mind. If someone else knows about it and you know that you're meeting every fortnight, every two weeks, then it will ensure that you keep reminding yourself, what was the thing I was going to work on? It will stay top of mind. It won't just disappear because no one's keeping you accountable. No one else is aware. So having an accountability person or framework or group in your life, in your business, is very powerful. Particularly if you're a solopreneur and your working day is mainly you by yourself or you with your Mac. (laughs) The next thing when it comes to consistency is self-identity, our good old mindset. Are you someone who gets things done, does the hard stuff, does it even if you don't feel like it, follows through, has something of value to share? Or Are you a procrastinator, a perfectionist, unfocused, find it hard to make a decision, doesn't finish things, doesn't have anything interesting to say, doesn't do work that's as good as them, whoever they are. Whatever, however you describe yourself to yourself, it's the same person. It's just what you choose to identify as. So what are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're someone who gets things done or are you telling yourself that you're a procrastinator? What are you choosing to be? This is about the messages that you send yourself and how you choose to see yourself. In my last podcast, episode 57 with Christine Corcoran, that is a gold mine on this topic. Please go and listen to that episode. Most interestingly, what I talked to Christine about and what she shared about and spoke most eloquently on was that changing your self-identity is physiological as well as emotional. So mindset is often seen as being an emotional endeavor, breaking through emotional barriers, thoughts, feelings about yourself that you need to change. And you do that by addressing how you feel about it and changing your thought patterns what I found most interesting about that is rewiring your brain isn't just a cliche, it's a thing. Repetition and making a choice to think and act differently will actually change the physiology of your brain. What I mean is the structure of your brain. I don't don't necessarily mean structure, that sounds a bit dramatic, but it will change how your brain is wired. So it's not just about changing you at an emotional level, it's changing you at a physical level. Because the way you see yourself, when you see yourself as a procrastinator, a perfectionist, whatever it might be, that has built up over a long time. You've had those thoughts. Other people have told you those things. You have looked for evidence and noted actions that you've made or feedback that you've had. 
And that thought about yourself has built up and it's become very ingrained and it's ingrained in a physical way as well as an emotional way. So you can change that by choosing to have different thoughts, by choosing to take different actions. You essentially retrain your brain. So when it comes to changing your self-identity, this is about repetition and about affirmation. And it's also about being self-aware. When you catch yourself slipping into the self-identity that stops you from being consistent, whatever that thing is, being unfocused, I'm an unfocused person, I don't finish things, I don't have anything interesting to say, so I won't do this thing, I won't follow through on this thing. Make a choice to think and act differently. Because that won't just change your action on that day, in that moment. If you repeat it and you do that consistently, if you constantly catch yourself in that thought and change that thought and act in a different way, you will retrain your brain to think about yourself differently. You will change your self-identity. When you tell yourself that you are someone who gets things done, I am someone who does hard stuff, that will actually make a physiological change in you. I know that gets very sciencey. I'm definitely not an expert on this subject, but I would encourage you to listen to the podcast with Christine. Like I said, episode 57. It's a very interesting topic. But self-identity and how you see yourself, particularly in relation to being consistent, is a vital part of supporting yourself to do the things that you want to do more consistently. Okay, the next thing is perspective. One of the things that stops us from being consistent is fear. Fear about what others will say, what they might think of us. Oh, what if that podcast host says no? What if that content doesn't land with my audience? What if someone disagrees with my blog post? Oh, I don't want to be a sleazy salesperson. I don't want to come across as too pushy. So that fear, those kind of fearful thoughts can interfere with our perspective of why being consistent is worth it. It convinces us not to be consistent because someone's, well, they'll say no anyway, or or no one's going to like this, no one's going to respond to it. You need to keep things in perspective. So what if someone does disagree? What if someone does say no? It's not about you. It could be that they don't think you're a good fit for their audience. It's nothing personal, or they've already had a guest similar to you. Or they don't like doing guest interviews. Maybe it's something they don't feel comfortable doing or they choose not to do. There are so many other reasons than the one that you choose to make it about. And you will often make it about something that means that you don't have to be consistent. Because coming back to self-identity, your brain's interfering. It's getting in the way and it's reminding you of that old self-identity and pulling you back. And letting you decide, enabling you not to do the thing. Staying in your head about all the perceived and possible reasons not to act will hold you back. I think one of the most important ones, one of the most compelling ones here is the salesy thing, as I mentioned. I don't want to be too sleazy, too salesy. Well, why are you in business if not to sell? For me, I think it helps to reframe selling a little bit. Because selling is not about telling people stuff they don't want to know or persuading them to do something. It's not strong arm tactics. 
yes, those things will feel a bit yucky. Sales content is about helping people make informed decisions. They're engaging with you for a reason. If it's not to buy from you or not to ultimately have some kind of meaningful relationship with you, that's up to them. Let them sort through your content. That's not your job. Don't worry about someone not receiving it well. That's up to them. But if they're there to engage and potentially buy from you at some point, make sure they can find out what they need to know and connect with you. If you keep your talents and your offers hidden, they can't make an informed decision. So if there's a tone or an element of selling in what you choose to do consistently, whether it's podcast, blog, whatever it might be, then know that you're doing it to make your audience, the watchers, the lurkers' lives easier, that they can find out more about you because that's what they want. You're helping them to make an informed decision. What they do with that is up to them. They can take it or leave it. It's not your job to decide whether they should take it or leave it. You put it out there, they make the choice. When you don't put it out there, they can't make that choice. They can't make the choice to learn more about you. They can't make the choice to buy from you. They can't make the choice to connect with you. So getting some perspective around how others will receive what you do and what your appropriate motivation should be for doing it is very important to supporting you to be consistent. Because if you allow yourself to sit in the fear of rejection or what would it mean if someone disagreed with you, then again, that skews your perspective and it gives you an out. So addressing those perspectives on selling, on sharing your opinion, on being visible, being seen, being your gorgeous self is a very important step. And the final one, reward. We miss this one a little bit, don't we? When we do something really good and we particularly we do it consistently, for example, for me, I'm coming up to a year of doing this podcast, that's something I've done consistently for a year, probably never done anything this consistently in my life, maybe, then that deserves a pat on the back, doesn't it? When you do it once, acknowledge it. When you do it consistently, recognize that. Be mindful of the effort that it took. Congratulate yourself for doing something good. Don't just let it drift on by and you move on to the next thing. You don't acknowledge yourself and tell others about your achievements and maybe even give yourself a tangible reward treat yourself in some way when you achieve consistency in something you set out to do recognizing what you've done well is powerful it's important so just to recap on those things those things that support and create a hotbed for consistency they are keeping it simple being realistic self-management, accountability, your self-identity, your perspective, and reward. And finally, I just want to throw out a few things that you can be consistent with over and above your social feed. Coming back to the beginning, when, when everyone thought that consistency is just about posting consistently. So here are some other things that I want you to think about. Networking, getting out, meeting people, 
joining business networks, being part of them. Community connection, which is different. That's about reaching out to, creating conversations, appreciating, supporting other people and building that community, particularly in a social setting, like a social media setting. Stories. I am much more consistent, like I said at the beginning in my stories, than I ever am with posting because I enjoy it. I know it gets better engagement. I know it shows my audience far more of me and I feel more authentic in my stories than maybe I do in my posts. So that's something else you can commit to. A podcast, here I am, consistent in my podcast. Blogs, producing video could be something you decide to be consistent in. Doing lives, social content could be one. I'll give that one back to you. Guesting could be something you want to do consistently. You're going to consistently look to do guest podcasts, guest presentations, masterclasses, guest blogs, for example. Case studies, I touched on it in the beginning as an example. You're going to consistently produce deep and meaningful case studies about your work. Speaking, doing speaking events, webinars, offering webinars to your community, email marketing, you might decide that you want to send out a newsletter or some kind of email to your subscribers. You might commit to be consistent in PR, that you're going to look to raise your profile in that way. Or collaboration. You might look to consistently every month do some kind of collaboration with a peer in business. Or it could be something that isn't necessarily specifically marketing related. So following through on a client process every time, like an onboarding process or face-to-face presentation. So that might be something that you want to do consistently, but something's stopping you from doing it. You do it sometimes, you dip your toe in the water. So you're going to commit to doing that consistently, which is good for your business. So there's a decent list there of other things that you might choose to invest your energy in and be consistent in over and above your social feed, posting, posting, posting. If you love doing the post, knock yourself out. This is not a podcast against your social feed and and posting regularly on social media. It's a podcast about finding ways to be consistent in an effective and purposeful way in your business. So to wrap it up, here's what I want you to do, my love. Choose one thing to be consistent with. That's the starting point. But choose a thing that ticks the boxes that count. I've talked about them. Alignment, enhancement and fulfillment. Does it do those things? Really ask yourself and don't default back to posting on socials as the thing if it's not the thing for you. If that's the thing that's the burden, if that's the thing you just can't get past and you do it for a couple of weeks and then you get stuck on it, don't make that the thing. Choose something else. Set parameters that are achievable. That's the second thing. So choose a time, choose a format that you know is sustainable for you. Then, Step three, break it down into simple steps. Okay, so if it's that monthly blog, how can I break that down? How can I make that a process that I know I will work through every time rather than it being a daunting overall task? As long as I just make the steps one by one, I will achieve it. Next, lock it in. Self-management, do the thing, commit the time and stick to it. Do it even when you don't feel like it. And then commit and challenge your thought gremlins when they pop up. 
when you start to get those thoughts like, oh, but no one's going to care about this content anyway. No one's going to read this blog. No one wants to hear from me. Oh, this is too salesy. I'm not going to put this out there. People will think that I'm being really sleazy. People will think I'm too pushy. Challenge those thoughts when they come up and come back to changing your perspective. What might be a different perspective on that? And reward yourself when it's done. And particularly when it keeps getting done. Okay, you don't have to take yourself off for a five-star meal or a weekend away. But give yourself some kind of acknowledgement when you do the thing. And finally, if you fall off the wagon, no drama. Pick yourself up and go again. If you need to reevaluate or revisit because it's not meeting your consistency on purpose criteria, you realise you gave it a go and it wasn't working. Go ahead, rethink. Just, it's my final word of caution, just don't confuse the need to reevaluate with it just being hard. Because remember, something being hard doesn't mean it's not the right thing. It can just be hard for now. But as you do it more, maybe it becomes easier. Maybe it becomes something that you do feel good about. When I started this podcast, trust me, it was hard. There was a learning curve. I didn't have my ducks in a row maybe as much as I do now. I didn't have my process. I didn't have the mindset and the perspective that I know it's a good thing as much then. I had to work on that. So because something feels hard in the beginning doesn't mean you shouldn't keep at it. If you fall off the wagon, that's okay. Doesn't mean that you just should stop altogether. You pick yourself up again when you're ready. Two week break, three week break, whatever. Four months in my case of posting on socials, like I said. Doesn't mean you can't start again. It's no one else's business but yours, right? So, good luck with your consistency. Let me know, are you a super consistent person? If you are, I would love to hear from you because we all need that kind of motivation and inspiration in our lives. And if not, I would love to know if any of this inspired you to think about how you can bring more purpose into the things that you're going to be consistent with and maybe some of the practical things that you could adopt in your business to create the foundations, to create a productive environment around you being able to be consistent. So thank you for listening to me today. Thanks for lending me your ears. Thanks for listening to the C Word podcast. You know what? You are my motivation, actually. You are my motivation to be consistent because I always appreciate when people let me know that they listen, they let me know what they got out of it. That is what keeps me going for more than anything else. So thank you for being here with me. Have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, I can't wait to chat to you again really soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.